book of Joshua. We're turning to the book of Joshua, please, in the chapter 5 and the verse 13. I would like to speak to you this evening under the title, A Vision of Our Captain. A Vision of Our Captain. Uh, Joshua, please, in the chapter 5 and the verse 13. And we'll read through uh, to chapter 6 and the verse 5. It's not too long a reading this evening, you'll be pleased to know. But Joshua chapter 5 and the verse 13. And we're thinking along that title, a vision of our captain. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho uh, that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us? Or for our adversaries. And he said. Nay. But as captain of the host of the Lord. Am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth. And did worship. And said unto him. What saith my Lord. Unto his servant. And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua. Loose thy shoe from off thy foot. For the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall hear, uh, shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when ye hear the sound of the trumpet. All the people shall shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And we trust the Lord will bless the reading of his word to each of our hearts this evening. You know, when testifying to King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26, Paul, who was a man who we could say had a glimpse of glory on the road to Damascus, testifies that he wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision that he saw. And throughout scripture, you'll find people who had a glimpse of the Lord here on this earth. You'll remember Isaiah saw the Lord in Isaiah 6, that vision of the throne and how we ought to enthrone the Lord in our hearts and how we ought to cry out like Isaiah, woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. And we should be willing with a fresh vision of the Lord and touched lips to say, here I am, send me. We come this evening to another man who saw a vision of the Lord. And we find Joshua in our passage and he saw a vision of our captain. Let me briefly set the scene for you. Forty years in the wilderness, which the children of Israel had wandered, had finally come to a close. There was the old unbelieving generation who the Lord had promised would not see the promised land. And they had all passed on. And those of the new generation under Joshua were ready to be led into the promised land. 
And there were only two obstacles in their way when Joshua took over leadership from Moses. The first obstacle was the Jordan, the River Jordan. And it had been surmounted in a wonderful way by the miraculous power of God. And in the crossing of the river, God had set his seal upon Joshua's leadership. And now in our passage this evening, the next obstacle was here. It was the fortified city of Jericho. This city stood right in their way and the children of Israel were unable to go any further until this city was conquered. Until this city was overcome. You can picture the scene in the passage, can't you? Here is Moses, the leader of the Israelites. Maybe the sun is setting and Joshua went out to walk in a field in the cool of the day. To think and personally survey the area surrounding the city. Maybe to inspect the fortifications. To consider how to overthrow Jericho. And probably above all, to worry. He may have been leader. But I'm sure he was crippled with worry. He looked at Jericho ahead of him. And he felt that the resources that he had were quite inadequate. Against the forces of such a city. With its walls frowning down upon him. And you and I, if we could have had the opportunity to go to Joshua that day and have a conversation with him, we might have reminded him and said, Joshua, the Lord's led your people through so many challenges in the past. And most recently, he's led you through the Jordan. And Joshua could have replied, I know, I know, but this isn't Jordan. This is Jericho. But dear brothers and sisters this evening, consider and look at verse 13. What does Joshua do? From verse 13 it tells us, And it came to pass, when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked. Now I want to tell you something. In this life, we, we as the children of God can so often become so occupied by just looking horizontally. Looking at all the problems that we have in our lives. Thinking I'm not equipped for this. I can't face this alone. I can't do this anymore. And so often we forget to do what Joshua did. Do you see what he did with his eyes? It says he lifted up his eyes. And looked. And suddenly in the midst of his worries. In the midst of difficult circumstances. He lifts his eyes and in front of him he sees this stranger. And in the midst of pressing circumstances, it's necessary for you and I to look up that we might be met with a vision of our captain. I wonder this past week if you've been wandering out in the fields of your mind. Maybe you've observed a Jericho that you feel you can't overcome in your life. What is your Jericho be? Is it your health? Maybe a hospital appointment. Maybe bad news received from the doctor. Maybe you wish your spouse was still around to help you overcome the loneliness of the home. Unemployment. Redundancy in the cars. Trouble in work. Trouble in the home. Financial pressures. Worries about the children. Worries about elderly parents. A relationship that's broken down. Maybe depression captivates you. A Jericho. You apply your overwhelming circumstances and you know that by yourself you'll never overcome it. It's your Jericho. 
You know, there's a lovely, lovely southern gospel song and the lyrics say, Have you a river you cannot cross? A mountain too steep to climb. Have you a valley you can't go through? Hold on till Jesus comes. And whether you're in the midst of the trial this evening or whether, whether there's something that's ahead that you're unaware of, here are a few things, just two things I want us to glean from this passage this evening. Two things that we can learn from Joshua when he looked up and saw a vision of the captain. I want you to see, first of all, that Joshua wasn't alone. Joshua wasn't alone. Come back with me to the passage here. It says in verse 13, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? Verse 14, And he said, No, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. With Joshua, what happens is he lifts his eyes and at first glance, his eyes are met with what he first thought was a stranger, a man with a sword. And this man, he has a strange and glorious appearance. And Joshua asks the question, are you for us or are you against us? You see, I want to note something this evening for, that with Joshua is so important. Here's a lesson we must learn. You see, for Joshua, there was no in-between. You were either on the Lord's side or you weren't. No time for lukewarm followers. No time for lukewarm soldiers. How's your stand this evening, dear Christian? The call comes from God to you. Are you on his side in all things in your life? And of course, the reply comes from, uh, from this uh, captain, the voice says, I'm not on your side, I'm not or their side, you're on my side. I'm the captain of the host of the Lord, and I have now come. I've now come, Joshua. I'm here. You're not alone. Joshua knew all about the Lord being with his people in the past. I'm sure he had read the book of the law, how Moses had said to the Lord after they had made the golden calf, if your presence doesn't, presence doesn't go with us, don't bring us out of here. That's what Moses said to the Lord. The Lord was going to cast them away. He was going to do away with them. And Moses prayed, he says, if your presence isn't coming with us, we're not going anywhere. Joshua knew of past victories where the Lord had been with them. Joshua knew of past promises. Remember how we see in Joshua 1 verse 5, we read God's promise to Joshua himself. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. That was the Lord's promise directly to Joshua. And here now, with his Jericho looming, the Lord again reaffirms his promise in a personal way. The Lord's presence was with him. I have now come. Dear brother, dear sister, we know what God has done in the past. And we know God's promises to us. Here in his word, we have read these promises many times. And whatever your Jericho is this evening, lift up your eyes and see your captain. He is with you. You know, this section of God's word that we've read here is an appearance of the pre-incarnate Lord Jesus Christ, which is recorded in the Old Testament. 
And Warren Wearsby writes to Abraham the pilgrim, the Lord came as a traveler to share a friendly meal. To Jacob the schemer, he came as a wrestler to bring him to a place of submission. To three Hebrew men, he met them as a companion in the furnace. Joshua met him as the captain of the Lord's army. Our Lord always comes to us when we need him and the way we need him. In the midst of your trial, whatever Jericho lies ahead or whatever Jericho you're facing today, let me quote Warren Wearsby again, God comes to us when we need him in the way we need him. The Lord met Joshua and Joshua was reassured that he wasn't alone. You may feel that you're the only one who can do something about your Jericho. Sometimes in our trials we put ourselves in the driver's seat, don't we? And we feel like our own destiny is in our own hands and that we are in command. And you may feel that your resources and your strength and your wit are inadequate for what's ahead. The memory of past victories in our lives are dismissed with the words, but that situation was different. But still the promise of the Lord stands today. Psalm 46 verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. I want you to note Joshua's complete obedience and reverence to the Lord. Look at the middle of verse 14. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord? Unto his servant, and the captain of the Lord's host said to Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Do you see that? And Joshua did so. You know, just a quick side note, even in the midst of strife, Joshua always sought to obey. And all that he had been told to do, he had commanded God's people, and they obeyed. And time and time again, God commanded Joshua, then Joshua commanded the officers, then the officers commanded the people, and the people obeyed the command. And in the run-up to the, this event that we're reading here, there's a background and there's a context of complete obedience. And that's when the Lord revealed himself. Do you see that? The context of complete obedience, and the Lord came then. Dear believer, no matter how tough it gets, remember to still honour him. When we walk with the Lord, don't we sing that so often? In the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. When we do his good will, he abides with us still. Never fear, only trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And now God's power was working on Joshua's behalf. And Joshua knows and experiences God's presence in a very personal way. And in your situation, you can have a vision of the captain, the Lord Jesus, who's with you in your life too. It's the one thing, you know, it's one thing to read the Bible, that God is with me. It's something else to experience it. Oh, you say, I don't think that God's with me in the same way he was with Joshua. Well, I beg to differ. I know he is. Because I read in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The Gospel of Matthew begins by calling his name Emmanuel. God with us. That's the way the Gospel of Matthew begins. Do you recall how it ends? 
It's the Lord Jesus speaking in Matthew 28, verse 20. And the Lord Jesus says this, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Now you tell me the Lord's not with you the same way he was with Joshua. The Lord Jesus has promised. And we have assurance that in every circumstance of life, the Lord is with us. Joshua wasn't alone. You aren't alone. But I want you to see secondly and finally this evening that the Lord was in command. The Lord was in command. Now as I think of how the Lord appeared to Joshua here, I thought how wonderful it would be if one day you or I were walking along and saw the Lord and he came over and started talking to you or me. That's not going to happen. That's not God's program in these days. But God has given us today the revelation of his written word. And as we read and study this book, he reveals himself to us. And how I could tell you that the Lord, you know, has spoken to me so many times. Just when I needed him to in life situations. As I came to him each day. There's been times that I've been broken hearted and I came to this book. And just in that day, the devotion was just right for me. For the Lord knew what I needed to hear in that day. Only the Lord could do that. There's so many times in life that I have known the Lord speak to me and show me his will through reading this book. Because it's a living book. And I am so glad that we live in a country that I can freely carry this with me. I'm so glad that we live somewhere that we can come to a place like this with our Bible under our arm and walk in and study it together in freedom. We have such privileges. And can I tell you even more than that? The book that has sat upon your lap, dear believer, this evening is a miracle. Because God's word, God Almighty, as we read every word in this, it's an inspired book that the spirit, spirit breathed. And as we read it, God speaks to us. Have you ever sat and considered the miracle of the book that sat in your lap? That book that you, you should grab each morning and, and read and ask the Lord to speak to you because it's a living book. We have such a privilege to have it in our hands. And we must never forget that every single one of us in our own situation in life, we, we ought to be second in command. And as we read this, to show the Lord and place him in full command of our lives each day. The Lord came to Joshua. And I want you to note this. The Lord came to Joshua not to help, but to lead him. And are we reminded of our need of the Lord and as we read in scripture, John 15 verse 5, without me ye can do nothing. And here was Joshua, an experienced soldier, trained up by Moses, yet still he didn't have the guarantee of victory. He needed the Lord's presence with him and he needed the Lord to be in charge, not Joshua. And the Lord, who is first in command here, he turns to Joshua and he tells him, you're standing on holy ground. And here's the important lesson that we ought to take from this, dear child of God. Joshua was standing in heathen territory, yet when God's presence was, yet God's presence was with him. 
You may look around you and think this whole world is going the wrong way. You may feel like you're like a fish swimming the wrong way up the river. But let me tell you that God's presence is even with you in that workplace where you're surrounded by people taking the Lord's name in vain, surrounded by people mocking God in front of you. Let me tell you, God's with you there. He never leaves the child of God. And it teaches me that we ought to always be obedient for he is with us at all times. You know, we have to do everything as unto the Lord. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Therefore, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. And we need to give him command in all things that we do in order to do it to the glory of God. What happens when God is in command? Well, Joshua had to surrender his command and pass the reins of authority over to the Lord. And let me tell you something. It's a great day in our lives when we discover that we're second in command. That we're not first in command. Joshua had everything going for him. But it would have been useless had he not done what he did that night that we have read of in scripture. The Bible says, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship. He fell at the Saviour's feet and he says, I'm second. The Chinese Bible teacher, Watchman Nee, wrote this, he says, not until we take the place of a servant can we take, can he take his place as Lord. Joshua was laying his sword at Christ's feet. And if you want to gain spiritual victory, dear believer, this evening, the first thing you have to understand is before you can win, you have to lose. And before you can be victor, you have to be vanquished. And before you can be conqueror, you need to be conquered. Have you ever come to a time in your life when you just laid your sword at the feet of the captain, the Lord Jesus Christ himself? You see, Joshua said, What saith my Lord unto his servant? What a statement. What do you say, he says? That's God's word he wants to hear. He says, my Lord, that's God's will he's interested in. His servant. He's interested in serving God. That's God's work. And there's a great tragedy that takes place when a person thinks they're first in command. You see, they did fight Jericho the way the Lord wanted them to. And they won. Because God was first in command. But you recall the next battle, what happened? Ai. The next battle was lost, and guess who was in command? Joshua. You see, the spies came back after they'd went and looked at Ai, and they said, it isn't very big. It's just a bump in the road. It's nothing like Jericho. We'll wipe them out. I'll just send a few men down. It will be absolutely fine. And Joshua thought he was first in command again. And do you remember what happened? They lost the battle. And Joshua discovered it was better when he is second in command. And it's when we hand the Lord complete surrender and control of our Jerichos, whatever it is, that will experience victory. Why did the Lord Jesus come to Joshua? To show him that the battle had already been won. You know, there's a lovely line in verse 2 of chapter 6. And this is before that even thought. Do you know what the Lord said to Joshua there? He says, do you see? I've already given Jericho into your hand. Joshua wasn't fighting for victory. He was fighting from victory. 
the battle had already been won. You see, in life's trials, for those who are in Christ, we don't need to fight for victory. We can fight from victory. Be of good cheer, said the Lord Jesus. He's on his way to Calvary. Peter's about to deny him. Judas is about to betray him. The disciples are about to forsake him. And the Lord Jesus says, In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. In 1 John 5 verse 4, we read this, And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And that's why Joshua said, What saith? And the Lord Jesus turned to him and said, here's the plan. He handed command to the Lord. And Joshua discovered that he had already won the battle. Joshua, I've already given you this city. And here's the way we're going to do it. You know, in a meeting with a small group of missionaries in China, Hudson Taylor, founder of China Inland Mission, now OMF, reminded them that there are three ways to do God's work. The first was to do what you want to do and hope that it'll work out. The second is to do what you want to do and then pray that God will bless it. But the third way is the right way. To find out what God wants you to do and expect him to bless it. I'm telling you I'm glad I don't fight my battles for myself. Because I would lose every time. And the times that I have tried to fight life's battles on my own, I have failed miserably. But when we see a vision of our heavenly captain and place our personal battles, our family battles, our local church battles in the hands of the Lord, that's when we will overcome. And that's when we'll experience victory. Dear child of God this evening, whatever your Jericho is, go home tonight and get on your knees and tell the captain, Lord, this problem's too big for me. I can't handle it. I surrender it to your hands and leave it with with heavenly vision and a vision of our captain. Let's pray together. Father, how we realize that even in a room like this one, there will be many who face their own Jericho this evening. And Father, we realize so often we do try and face our Jerichos alone. And we do try to fight the battle for ourselves. But Father, we thank you that we have the promises of a holy and almighty God 
who has power over all things, that we're not alone. And that as the children of God, that you're with us at all times. A God who never leaves us nor forsakes us. Father, we give you so many reasons to leave us and forsake us every day. And yet, Father, you're so gracious towards us. Even when we as your, your children take on our battles for ourselves. Father, help us to surrender our command. And place it in the hands of Christ our Saviour. We thank you, Father, that the hymn writer was able to pen, God will take care of you. And Father, your word teaches that over and over again. And we thank you that we can place our hands in our lives in the hands of the Master, in the hands of our heavenly captain. Father, the psalmist wrote, my times are in thy hands. My God, I wish them there. And so, Father, we place our Jerichos in your hands this evening. Father, I pray for those who are burdened. I pray for those who are struggling this evening. There may be those who even sit in this place tonight and not one other person in this room knows what they're going through. But Father, we thank you that thou knowest all things. And Father, we thank you that we can lay every problem, every concern into the hands of Almighty God. Bless us, O God, now as we come to our time of prayer. We pray, O oh God, that you will encourage our hearts as we lift up praises to thee and also make our requests known. Father, we thank you for so many answered prayers in the past. But Father, we come seeking thee for blessing again. And we ask all this in the precious name of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.